0: Dot. Yo, found the best loot, so it's time. Yes, spent a couple grovers on the Pyrex. That silly beat hard to digest. I'm swimming through money, got a lot nest. Done with this rap, did it for Dot. Hip hop pinching my cheese, switching to pop. Caffeine show was nothing, blocks is jumping. The heat ropes in, I'm tap streaming shot. Sh- 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 Sticks drop, now I'm Lucas Cash. Had to drop this dead weight, got my slim fast. Now all I need is a black mask Get him for every penny, bro cause I'm the black flag You ever seen a panda fly? Never bear false witness through this panda eye Used to play the corner like Dre Bly But my city need a giant, so I'm Eli You kids playing Pop Warner Real soldiers never snitch when the cops on them I ain't thugging, I'm just well-spoken you get it, direct teeth feet. this your time, Warner Killer MC might call a corner White chalk traced around her corner Got a couple Jews in my legal corner By the autopsy, I'll be back on the corner I'm Singing music ain't mine, that's my order Music, film, ball teams, yeah, in that order Anybody in my way, might as well mourn me. Send my manifesto, hey, tell them, don't the- Damn, why stunt on it? Celeb girls want my love, though You never know who on my smash list Gotta keep the D silent like Django Enough of these illy rats. A.M. Caffeine Morning Show. This stick slash Lucas Cash. Hey, Doc, let the world know. No,
1: no, no. A.M. <laughs> Caffeine Morning Show. Wake your punk ass up, dog. A.M. Caffeine Morning Show. It's your boy, D.O.C. Smooth D on the ones and twos. Smooth D, you there, there, buddy? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, great. No Portia Coleman again. Like, this is getting effing ridiculous. I mean, when you do a movie with Jamie Foxx, I mean... You do one damn movie with Jamie Foxx and you think you can't show up to work. Like, we are definitely going to have to have a come-to-Jesus moment (laughs) about her career. Because if this movie goes to laser disc and she does, she's going to need something to fall back on. Did you say laser disc? They don't have that anymore? Nah. <laughs> they, that what that about, went out with beta. Tapes. What about beta? No, that's out. AM <laughs> <laughs> <A>. <laughs> Cafe Morning Show is in the building. Now, like I told you guys last week, first let me shout out uh, D-Rec from uh, Wilding Out, who was our, our guest on Friday. So shout out d What up, D-Rec? I told you guys today, man, it's going to be special. My guest today. Is um, wow, so much I can say about seeing the maturation of this group who has gone on to globally sell like I don't, know, I think like almost a hundred million records worldwide. Did you hear what I just said? Honey, almost 100. a hundred. A hundred. Um, you know, almost. 50 million singles, just at one point, one of the biggest groups in the world. I've seen members of the Black Eyed Peas when they were dancers. So, a lot of folks don't, you know, you see how big they got, but don't necessarily see the road that it took for them to get there or the things that they, they did and how entrenched in the hip hop culture and how much a part. Of it, they were like, I, I promise I would see them at clubs. And one in particular, I would always see them at Guadalindas in Hollywood, man. And I thought Will I Am was a janitor because he had so many keys. <laughs> I was like, why does money got all these keys all the time? Is he Schneider from one day at a time? Like, he's got <laughs> mad <laughs> keys. Wow. And Will just had like fly footwork. He was like James Brown, just. Sliding all over the floor and splits. And I would see Taboo with him. And I knew Will didn't know Tab, but would see the members just dancing. You could tell that they just had a love for some of the elements of hip-hop, man. And I would see far you know, the homies far side would be out. They were dancers as well, too. I told you guys a couple weeks we had Raz Razkaz was a dancer. One of the dopest MCs there is, but Rascas was like a gymnast. That fool could flip like continuously, like he was like Mary Lou Retton.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but today, my special wow. guest on the AM Caffeine Morning Show, Taboo from the Black Eye is in the building. Yes. Good
2: morning. Good, Good afternoon. Morning. What's up, Doc? Thank Taboo, you for having me here,
1: man. Such a pleasure and an honor to have you um on the show and like i said seeing you know you guys from where you came from to where you guys have gone and did you ever think it was gonna be that big
2: you know what um just to give people a little history on um how we started to answer that question um we started as b-boys as freestyle dancers you know um the era of Soul Brothers, Scheme Team. Come on. Mop Tops. You better start preaching you know, around here. Um, you know, we were that type of crew. Where Absolutely. We, we were MCs, but we also boogie. Right. You know, so we uh, we came up in the L.A. scene. Um, you know, you had your Project Blows and you had your uh, foundations and, and you had your Unities and your uh, Guadalindas and all these different places where you could battle you could get your uh, your reputation up Right um, But the place that we really shined at was a spot called Ballistics Right And it was run by a homie named David, David Faustino David
1: Faustino from Married with Children Married with Children, children. Absolutely so that,
2: that was when we were teenagers We were about like maybe 14, 15 Yes And that was like a hip hop club for all ages We was kids trying to get a reputation up Will One At the time his name was Will One X Right Not Will I Am Right um, and the crew was called A Tribe Beyond a Nation Acronym Was At Band Clan Right um, And it was a group of, of MCs and dancers And I was part of that That family Called Grassroots And uh, Will won X At the time Used to win all these battles He battled uh, Buckwheat Shout out Buckwheat That was down With with, with the far side He was in the Waskles He battled Yeah he battled uh, Jinx from West Covina He battled all these Different MCs At this spot I mean People like uh, Robin Thicke And Paula Patton And Leonardo DiCaprio Were were kids at the time And let me tell you I'm glad
1: you brought that Brought that up Because Robin Thicke A lot of cats don't know Robin Thicke was in the Like was in the culture Yeah he was in the the culture Absolutely Robin Thicke was And the reason
2: why I say those people Is because A lot of people Came out of ballistics Right it Probably. wasn't just MCs or dancers. it was a lot of actors, yes. um, you know, and people in the industry that loved hip hop culture, uh, and it transcended race, color, or creed. It was about hip hop culture and people that loved the art form, whether it was b-boying, freestyle dancing, um, you know, MCing. It was just about embracing that, and I'm glad that we have that platform to be able to express ourselves. So, make a long story short, Easy E um, signed uh, Will and X and Apple D App. Um, in 1992 Through Ruthless Records Right And uh, I wasn't part of Part of that part of yet that But mm-hmm. I was part of that family Got you. So you know They created an album Called Grassroots And uh, they sat, sat on the shelf They had a, a single called Puddles of H2O They came out um, But it didn't really It wasn't like a mainstream hit It was like an underground Type of joint That was Back in the days We had white labels mm-hmm. And it was a white label joint um, And easy e Uh Signed Bone Thugs in Harmony, um, so he put out Bone Thugs in Harmony, and he said, "You know, you guys are next, little buddy." He would always tell Will, "You guys are next." And then, unfortunately, Easy passed away. Wow! And when he passed away, um, Will was no longer wanting to use the the, the name ad Band Clan anymore. So um, he changed it up, started this new thing, and asked me to be down with it. He's like, yo, I want to, I want to create a live band like, like you know, the Fugees and the Roots, so that we're able to perform in different venues, not just hip hop clubs. We want to perform for worldwide for everybody. Right. So yeah. we created Black IPs in 1995, and it was me, Will, who now changed his name from Will 1X to, to Will, Will I, I Am, Am. Mm-hmm. and Apple app. and then we had a female singer who helped us out named Kim Hill.
1: Right. So Kim Hill was the one that was on Joints uh, uh, and jams. 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 Yeah. Right. So
2: Joints and Jams was a. Um, so let me get from two from nineteen ninety-five until nineteen ninety-seven, we were like trying to get a record deal. I mean, people like immortal records to wow. a buzz tone buzz, uh, tone. buzz Tone. to I mean payday records. Whoa. To, I mean it, the everybody. List, the list goes on and on. Right. People were right. like, well, you know, we don't really know what to do with black. What peace. was the style at that at, style at, was, was uh like we were a mix between tribe and de la and uh, diggable planet. Okay, because that's you know we're, we're sons of tribe. If it wasn't like I said, if it wasn't for Fife and and uh, Rest in Peace and q Q-tip, there wouldn't be no Black Eyed Peas. Right. Because that we even though we came up on the you know the boogie down productions and we came up on on Slick Rick and all the 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 forefathers of hip hop. The thing that spoke to us was the abstract type of rhyming, right? The the type of beats that Q-Tip was making, and and the the connection between Ali Shaheed Muhammad and Fife and, and Tip and Jirobi. right? It reminded of, of reminded us of our friendship. Got you. So, um, you know, we we performed around Los Angeles, uh, paid our dues in the dance scene, uh, paid our dues in the MC world, and just kept on kept trying. On, to, yeah. Kept on driving, right? No right. matter what, and we were the first. Multicultural hip hop group. Absolutely. There. there had never been a, a Filipino kid from the Philippines, Apple Diap, a Native American kid and Mexican kid from East LA. And then Will I Am was from East LA too, from the projects of, of uh, uh, Estrada Courts. So our friendship kind of um, set the tone for what LA was. LA was a, a melting pot of different cultures and nationalities. And we wanted to show the world that, you know, we're unified through hip hop. Through MC and through dancing, through B-boying. And um the person that took notice to that was uh Jimmy Iving. Okay. Interscope records. So Jimmy Iving you know, signed us in nineteen ninety seven. And uh the first album we came out with was called um uh Bridging the Gap. I mean, excuse me, Behind the Front. Right. And uh it featured a single called Fallin' Up, and then the next single was was our Main single Which was called Joint and Jams yeah. They were produced
1: by the homie uh, uh, Paulie, Paulie, Paulie Paul yeah, Paul What's Paulie up Paulie. Where the hell is Paulie What a homie no, no. Where is that d- the, Paulie Paul. Yeah yeah Paulie
2: Paul oh, Yes yeah, man. yeah 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 so, yeah So we were blessed to have that record As, as uh, At the time we had a uh, show called TRL Back in the days Total Request Live Total Request Live Carson Daly was the host And I remember They premiered the video On TRL Which was a dope video Thank you bro Yes that was a dope video What people don't know Is that we wanted to Showcase our dance skills Because it was like Okay we got a song But what makes you Different from everybody Everybody else? else So it was like, you know, you had the Far Side who was who was rocking in LA, you had the Razkazz, you had Exhibit was dancing. Everybody that came from the foundation of hip hop in LA had some form of affiliation to to Boogie dancing and incorporated a- absolutely. that. Absolutely. So we were just a representation of, you know, the love of the elements, whether it was it was uh dancing, uh MC and graffiti and even DJing. Right. Um, and we showcased that on on, on uh, joints and jams, and people were like, yo, you seen them them crazy uh, uh, black eyed peas? Where are they from? Nobody really knew where we were from, right? So, um, you know, it was critically acclaimed, but it wasn't a successful album mm-hmm. uh, as far as units being sold. Mm-hmm. What do you think that was? Um, I think it was the timing of the of the of the of the record. Um, it was it was on. On MTV, but MTV wasn't really ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, fortunately we went overseas and overseas gravitated to it. Right. It's kind of like the Doors story, it's kind of like Jimi Hendrix story. We were able to live in London and create a movement that was international as opposed to domestic. Right. And that's why I think Black IPs has become a huge, huge international name. International name. Mm-hmm. name um, because of the foundation of us starting in London and starting in, uh, around the world so that we, even if we didn't make it in the States, we had a global platform right. to be able to express ourselves and perform and, and tour. Right, right. Because we're a touring band. Right. We love to tour and that was, that's our uh, bread and butter is a live performance. Right. So then, um, you know, critically acclaimed for, for the first album, second album, we got hit with Napster. Napster was mm. when, oh. all the, when that came into play. And so our second album was kind of a short-lived album because Napster took all the, uh, right, you know, it was like streaming for free now. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So right. our sales were even lower than the first album. Right. Uh, we had a, a song with, with Macy Gray, which was called Request Line. And it was our first, like, I want to say crossover, crossover. Um, um, collaboration because Macy Gray was already like Macy Gray. Right, yeah. So we were still an underground hip hop group that you know was able to to be international. Then, um, 2001, we started our third album. which so was So
1: co- coming up to the third album, did did you still have support from the label? Did, I'm, I'm did getting, the label see I'm all, tell all that? You that? Yeah. So
2: Jimmy's like, you know what? You could have signed with anybody. You could have signed with Polly Anthony at Sony, but you signed with me. And I'll tell you what. You're my band. And uh, whether you sell units or not, you always have a home here. I believe in you guys. Wow. That's big. He he told us, you guys are my band, and I'm going to do anything possible, whether you sell, you know, 3,000 copies or you sell 3 million copies, I'm going to ride with you guys. Right. So we went into the third album, which was Ella Funk. And at the time, uh, Kim Hill had left the group. Right, and we always had female singers. We had Estero, we had Macy Gray. Oh, don't say Estero, God. Yeah, we had Estero.
1: Me some damn (laughs) Estero.
2: So we've always had a female vocal (laughs) with black IPs. I mean, was the
1: idea uh, to was the idea to always rotate, or was were you guys more like we wanted to get one? One person that rocks with us from here on out. No, nah, we or just didn't knew really that, think that about Black
2: Eyed Peas with me, Will, and Apple. Right. That's the peas. Okay. You know, that's we started like that. We're gonna finish like that. You know, and but we've always had a female component. Right. So that it's it's tangible to to we want females to come to our show, too. So like <laughs> right. Why not? Right now right. makes sense. Yes. So I mean, you know, we went into recording the third album, and we were like, "Yo, this could be our last album," because we had. You know contractually we only had even though jimmy told us you contractually you had to give him three yeah albums. yeah so we, we were in kind of like with our backs against the wall and um 9-11 happened oh my gosh we were in bodega bay recording the album 9-11 happened i remember will coming into because we all had separate rooms he comes into the room he's like yo um we're, we're getting attacked like what do you mean you know When he said getting attacked, I didn't really know, understand the severity of it. Right. We turn on the TV and we see the planes going into the World Trade Center. The next day, we had to go on tour. So we went, um, we go to uh, Will's grandma's house and she says, you know, um, because we were like, should we still go on
0: tour? Right. Do we want to fly or whatever? What what, what are you going to do? You know what I mean?
2: Because you don't, you're like in shock because of what's going on in the U.S. Um... She's like if God intended you to do this, you could be helping people. You're you're providing therapy for those people that need it. Go spread love. So we're like, wow, go spread, spread love. love. Okay, cool. We'll go right. spread love. So we noticed that there was a lot of separation, racism. So everywhere we went, we kept on asking the question, where's the love? Where's mm. the love? Where's the love? Hey, hold up. Oh. oh. <laughs>
1: Yo, let's turn this into a song. Wow, hold that thought, dude. AM Caffeine Morning Show, historical, historical information that's going on right now. Taboo from the Black IP. So smooth D. We're gonna take. Let's it back. go into a quick little mix and come back with Taboo because we have something even bigger to talk bigger. about than music. Stay tuned. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Taboo is with us. Smooth D on the ones and twos. Yeah. That's your good
0: down, Get your morning started the right way with the AM
1: Caffeine Morning Show.
2: On stage in your face, orbiting in Earth and outer space because
0: he rocked that gun.
1: Flight Black Moon,
2: we about to take you on a journey. Yeah, you're looking bad fine, everything looking smooth. I'm your Captain Buckshot, my co-founder cool is DJ D. We have SWB on deck. We are about to take you about 31,000 feet into the air. Uh, we'll are cruising at a smooth altitude, so just buckle up, and enjoy your flight.
0: Downward life, each and every individual insight Let my man jewel keep his out for your card Then I can converse and take
2: a look at it hey, Yo go hit the brothers with the verse real quick You them how you represent the
0: boot camp You know what they say about brothers who screw face Upstate Yeah they be getting lazy World life I ain't gonna bore Asked my man, rough on the streets. He was tough, locked up.
2: He was sweet stuff. Kid is hot, word to Ma and Get the loot from the man at night from a Timberland. Walk with the shot that I bang with, hang with, gang hanging with the double S banger. Who can't clicks breaking your laws? If you fake, you go, boss. A cat, matter of fact, break your
0: jaws. I'ma bring it to your chest like wind, then fill your lungs up with all the bull you have within. But I'ma put it back to parlay. Took the weekend, walk town, overdue every day. Walk them down, walk them down, walk them down Walk em down, down.
2: caffeine more
1: on the show shout out tribe call quest
2: shout, big shout out tribe call quest big shout out to to the new album Uh-oh. uh watching him on snl with dave chappelle you know it's for me as a fan it's always good to uh to see when when you're the group you grew up on and the group that inspired you the most still being able to put Th- out yes put out music and and, and still have that friendship so Absolutely. Big shout out to tribe yes
1: so taboo man uh Man, you dropped the bar before we got we dropped to that. Bars. You dropped we the dropped bar. We dropped bars. Um, before we went to that mix with Smooth D. So now,
2: where's the love? Where's the love? Yep. So where's the love? Like Let's I talk said. about Let's it. Th- got
1: the inspiration yeah.
2: from Will I Am's grandmother. Grandmother saying, you know, you guys got the love. Got to let it shine. Go out there and do. Uh, she said God's work. And you know, she's very spiritual, and that spirituality is what we needed at the time. Um, so we turned that song into, uh, that idea, where's the love of asking that question into a song. And that at the time we had just recorded, um, the verses and just the, where's the love, the love, the love, 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 right? Just that part. We mm-hmm. didn't have the hook yet. Right. So at the time I was going to a club called Las Palmas and Joseph's where DJ AM rest in peace wow. uh, was DJing back in the days Shout he out was Joseph. getting his, you know, his yes. wrap up and he was you know, one of our good friends, um, he would get us into that club. And, you know, we were an underground group at the time. We, we didn't really have the the Hollywood connection yet. Yeah, right, right. So um, there was a kid from a boy band called In Sync, and it was Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and we were dancing in a circle, as we always do, and Justin started busting. <laughs> Not to be rhyming, but he started busting. I was like, okay, cool, this kid... He was a kid, right? This kid's this kid's cool. We started chopping it up, talking, and, and he was like, "Yo, you know, I'm a big fan of the Black Eyed Peas." I was like, "Oh, that's dope." So he's like, "You know, I'm starting to work on my solo project. I'm I'm working with with Pharrell." And so
1: this was It's going to be his first gonna be justified. Album. It's going
2: to be his first album. Right. He says, "I'm working with Pharrell, um, and it's my first time stepping out of my group." So I was like, "Oh, that's dope, man. We should do something." He's like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, hit me up." So we we exchange info, and then um. I played him Where's Love our, our version. Right. This is before um This is before email. This is, this is before email. It was like what, you write him a letter? No, no, no. I played it on the phone. I <laughs> okay. played it on the phone. I played <laughs> God, it on the phone. That is hilarious. Yes. Yo, no, no you know, he, check out wow. this you rap. Yo, check out this rap. Right. Play it on the phone. He's like, I could barely make it out, but but what are you looking for? Said, right. We're looking for something like um Marvin Gaye. We're looking for something that that's is a positive message, but uplifting and speaks to, speaks to the world. He's like, All right, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna call you back. So he calls me back. He's like, Yo, Tab, I got it. I'm like, what? He's like, I got the hook. He's like, Oh, let me hear it. He's like, I have a melody and the hook. All right, cool. He's like, People killing, people dying. He does a whole bit. Wow. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like, you really got it. You got it. Let me call Will. So I call Will. I'm like, yo, Will, we got it. Like, what do, you, do we what have? Do we three, got? You had three. Or was it was a car. I just called him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is before. No, I'm just kidding. I just called him. I hung up and called him. Um, yeah, Carrie Pigeon. Um, I called him. I said, we got the we got the hook. He's like, what do you mean we got the hook? I said, we got the hook. Said, got the hook. Justin Timberlake. He's like, who? <laughs> I said, Justin, the Backstreet Boy. He called him a Backstreet Wow. Oh, I'm like, wow. no, uh, Will. It's Justin. From NSYNC. Right. you like like, don't like, oh, even know what group he's oh, in. Oh, that's whack, Tab. <laughs> like, 98 that degrees? That is so whack. <laughs> Before you even played anything? Before I played anything. Right.
1: I'm saying, oh, it's, I'm just it's hilarious. I was like,
2: he's like, yo, that's whack, Tab. Oh. I said, trust me, Will. This is going to be something special. He says... All right, if it's if it's whack, it's on you. I oh, said, I'll, I'll, take, you, I'll, take, that. I'll, I'll take, take that. I'll take that one, Will. So we brought JT to the to the studio, uh, in Glendale. Uh huh. And he he starts talking to us about his breakup with Britney Spears for six hours.
0: <laughs> six hours, because you got to understand, he was a kid, right, so he's like right. trying to build with us. <laughs> we're listening to the
2: story, then finally he records the the part, and it was so magical. It was like, you know how. Um, you hear something, and you just you got that feeling. You just know it. You know what I'm saying, Raz? You got that feeling. You just know that it's something bigger than just music. There's a movement. There's something that, that could strike strike a chord with the world. So, um, you know, we released that record, and it was our first number one hit on the Billboard charts. It was number one for 11 weeks. That's on you, Taboo. And right, that's me. on
1: you. I'll take that, I'll Will. i take that <laughs> one. You?
2: you know, and I always t- tell Will that, you know, like, his his belief and him saying, all right, cool, let's do it, but it's on you, was him saying, I believe in I you. I believe son. in you. I yeah. believe in you. Yeah. You bring this to the table. I believe in you. It's cool. You, co- you co-sign on it. Cool. And so his belief in me as he believed in, in Apple, and then I'm going to get to Fergie. Right. Fergie was part of a group called Wild Orchid. Yes. And she was looking to do her solo record because she was leaving that group. So she was uh, looking for production, and Will was producing some stuff on her her project, and um, she would be at the studio a lot. And we called her Stacy back then, right just before she was Fergie. She would go out to the clubs with us to AD, to Latin Lounge, to AD, uh, Las Palmas, <sighs> uh, um, Joseph's. So we kind of had like a, a friendship, right? Then we did a song called "Let's Get It Started." And uh, our boy Dante's like, Yo, why don't you guys put Stacy on that record? No, it's called Shut Up. Mm-hmm. Shut Up, just Shut Up. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just
2: me and Will okay. on the record, and right. Will's like, I can't sing that. To you. I can't right. sing Can you just that. Shut yeah, try to take it slow. Right. I can't be singing to a dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, okay, cool. Um, we're gonna put uh, Stacy on it. Cool. So she killed it, murdered it. And at that time she was transitioning from Stacy to her last name, which, which was Ferguson. Ferguson. Is it Ferguson? She's like, you know what? They call my dad Ferg. So I want to be called Fergie. So she went from that to becoming Fergie. And, and we said, all right, cool. Why don't you do more records with us? So we put her on Shut Up, we put her on Let's Get It Started. Hey Mama. And all these records were singles for us. Right. The only single that she wasn't really on the hook was Where's the Love? Right. Um, so after that, that album shot to to number one. We had our first like major hits from "Let's Get It Started," which became the NBA campaign. Huge campaign, absolutely, yes. It, it took off. Yeah, uh, "Hey Mama" was the first iPod commercial when the iPod first came out. Whoa. Um, uh, Shut up was part of Whitney Houston, the Bobby Brown Whitney Houston uh, um, show. What was it called? Bobby and Whitney, Bobby and Whitney. Yeah, So yeah, it became yeah. the theme To that, that yeah. show So all these things That we never dreamed That would be happen Organically Happening organically Happened So that album Kind of set the tone For everything that was to come So we went from 0 to 60 As far mm-hmm. as touring We toured 300 days That whole year <sighs> 300 days So morning We did a morning show Then we did a day show Opening for Christina Aguilera And, and, and Justin Timberlake Prior to that we did all these these uh, these um, opening gigs on the Smoking Grooves tour. That was our first major tour with uh, Cypress Hill, Gangstar, uh, um, uh Who else was on that? Uh, Maya when she first came out. How, how Bust did, the Rhymes. How did that crowd accept you guys? They loved it because right. we were B-boys and we were dancing. They're like, oh, right. they boogie. Right, right, right. It wasn't just emceeing. It was like boogieing. So whenever you could have people as you know, flipping and, and doing some crazy acrobatics and popping and locking and, right. and booging, it, it brings the entertainment factor to a different level. level it's not right. just MCs MCing. Right. Big shout out to all the MCs out there that, you know, that come from the foundation of, of, of all the elements of hip hop. And we incorporated that in our live show. So people would be like, oh, this is dope. This is something different. It wasn't like, big shout out to MC Hammer. Big shout out to Kid and Play because that's you know. That but was, it definitely was
1: definitely what it's definitely not that. But it
2: wasn't that. It <laughs> yeah. was like street, <laughs> yeah. street, 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 straight right. up like, uh, like I said, battling st- the circles battling and all circles. that stuff. Yes, it was that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so we did a lot of tours like that. Three hundred days out of the whole year, we we toured and we built up our reputation to the point where we created a following because of the 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 song Where's a Love" and and internationally it took off. It was a global, global hit, so that set the tone for the next album, which was Monkey Business, and that's that's the album where we had um, Pump It, we had Don't Lie, we had um, uh, Oh My Humps, and that was the first time people had really heard Fergie by right. herself, by herself, because that was her record. That was like Will wrote that record and kind of like wrote it as an MC. But for a female. For a female. So that was the first time she actually spit bars like that because Will had wrote this dope-ass record. So then people started taking notice of Ferg as, like, a a viable artist by herself as well. So right after that, she released The Duchess. So at that point now, she's officially a part of the Peas when that comes out? She was part of that... that, you know, that uh, configuration. Right. Like I said, there's always been a female involved. Right, involved. The configuration. Uh-huh. And yeah. every every time we, we, we uh, were out, we had a, a different configuration. And Fergie kind of fit the empowerment of women. Right. Um, she was rock and roll. She was hip hop. She was all that, you know. And people gravitated to it. I mean, you know, you had these four different nationalities that came together worldwide. And it, it spoke to m- many people. So... From that point on, it became a popular group. Right. We went from underground to a popular group. Because the formats around the world, like, for example, if you do Radio 1 in in London, you'll have 50 Cent, Eminem, Gwen Stefani, U2, and Black Eyed Peas all on the same, same station. Same station. Same station. Mm-hmm. So... Around the world, there was no mainstream and underground. Right. Only domestic. Mm -hmm. Domestic, it feeds off of that. Like, oh, you know, sell out this, that, that, and there. Right. Right. But in actuality, we were able to sell out arenas and stadiums. That's what the whole transition from us going from, like, doing the House of Blues or doing Moguls or Dragonfly to now being able to do arenas. Arenas,
1: stadiums. Stadiums. Yes.
2: So, I mean, the success came... You know, it, it, it. I mean, I never dreamed to be able to perform at the Super Bowl, or halftime show. Crazy. That was nuts, you know, and all the crazy things that happened with with I Got a Feeling and, and and you know, Boom Boom Pow and all the 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 blessings right that have come full circle for the Black Eyed Peas and and if it wasn't for the belief and the the motivation and the drive that we had as friends, you know, we probably we probably would have gave up on our dreams. But you know, I I credit Will I Am and I credit Apple for their belief since we were teenagers to keep on keep pushing, going, keep going. Keep going. And that's our camaraderie. That's what people see on stage is me, Will, and Apple and whoever it is on the configuration, right, female right, vocal. Right. But you see our friendship the core. You the see core. the core. You yeah. always see our friendship and uh, you know, it, it it transcended music, it transcended pop culture. And, you know, we were blessed to do a lot of great things. Um but then we took a hiatus in 2011. And from that time period, we, um, we started doing individual projects. Right. Uh, Ferg released some stuff. Will released his solo record. And then I was working on some stuff. And I was like, you know, really trying to make my own mark as, as, a, as a Latin kid, but also as a Native American kid that was trying to give back to my own communities. So I came out with a single called Zumbao that was in Spanish. That it was, like, totally different from what the P's were doing, but I wanted to tap into something else. Right. Try some different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I am an L.A. kid and a lot of, you know, Mexican people in, in L.A. That's a melting pot. So I wanted to give back to my community. Right. And this is where it gets crazy for me. So that being said about music and career and all that stuff, um, June 24th of 2014... I had these back pain that I had been having since 2006, and I thought it was due to um, a broken tailbone. Broken tailbone that occurred, occurred during in the P stuff. during the P stuff. Um, I went to the doctor, to the ER, and they gave me all these tests. They uh, gave me MRI, CAT scan, the whole nine, and they found a mass. that mm-hmm. was four centimeters wide, four centimeters long, and it was between my two lymph nodes and my spine. Right. And the doctor comes in and he says... Um, Mr. Gomez, you have cancer. What? First thing I thought about was my kids. Right. Then I thought, am I going to live? My wife, my family—just cancer. Did no, 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 no getting stage, into nothing. N- no none of that type. Right. Just cancer. So, I went into shock. Right. Then I went into, how could this happen? Is it because I went to Japan? Did I get radiation? Like I started thinking all kinds thinking, of crazy just stuff. wild, right? Ish, right? right. <clears throat> and I mean, from one from one minute to to another, I remember calling my wife. My wife's like, "This can't be happening." I said, "This is this is what's going on. I have to go into surgery tomorrow because they told me that it was that bad. That is that bad. So they said that it 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 spread from my right testicle." Right, and that I had stage two testicular cancer. So now I went into I'm going to lose my right right testicle. Can I get a second opinion? The doctor says if you wait, you don't have no time. You have no time. This is spreading faster than you could imagine. So I went in the next day. I had to go into surgery, get my right testicle removed, and then I remember calling Will. I called Ferg and and Apple, and I told Will. Will was like, Get the out of here. (laughs) Right. He's like, Stop playing, Tab. I was like, No, man. I got cancer, Will. So Will and my wife they were uh, emailing back and forth. This is 2014, and my wife's like, "Do you know anybody who could help my husband out?" So he says, "Yes, I got one of my friends is is a um, is a is a doctor that's helped Robin Quivers from the Howard Stern show, yes, Lance Armstrong, Steve Jobs. His name is Dr. David Agus. Let's get him in there on Friday. So I had my surgery on Tuesday." To go to Dr. Agus on Friday so we could set a plan for my chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. I was like, when the doctor said, you're going to need chemotherapy, I was like, the f*** is chemotherapy? (laughs) Right. 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 You know, and and mentally, I had been preparing for battles since I was a kid with MCs and B-boys and freestyle dance and just circles. But now I was preparing for the biggest battle of my life. Battle for your life. Yeah. Battling for my life. Because I didn't know how severe this was and I I didn't... Nothing. And it
1: seems like it, it was happening so fast that they didn't even really tell you much information.
2: No. Like you have this, you got they didn't know surgery it the very next day. Next day. They didn't, they didn't tell me where it came from. They, they asked me if it, if anybody in my family ever had it. I said, no. They said, this. we don't know how this came about, but we know that it's been growing for the last six years. And wow. it grew four centimeters long, four centimeters wide and we got to take we got to take drastic measures so the doctor came up with a plan of doing 12 weeks of chemotherapy 5 days a week 6 hours a day oh my goodness so every day every day 6 hours a day yeah so um i went into warrior mode i went into fight mode because i was fighting for my life there was moments and i'm going to be honest with with you with all the listeners there was moments where i wanted to give up i was just going to
1: ask you was there any time where you just like I can't do
2: I I, did. I I can't do this anymore. I did. I had um that was my third round. No, second round where I felt like I can't do this no more. I don't want to do this no more because uh, chemotherapy is like torture war and a nightmare all in one. You can't eat. Um you lose your hair, you lose your eyebrows, you lose uh, sleep because I was on on heavy medication from from getting the um the surgery. Right. And on top of that, I have chemo brain from the chemotherapy, which right. is etoposide and six cisplats, which is intense, aggressive chemotherapy. This is how aggressive it is. The, pe- the nurse would come into to my room with a hazmat suit. So um, she had the hazmat. Uh, for, which is for or, like radiation. Yeah, radiation our, with yeah. the gloves. And they were holding the chemo uh, medication with like this, like with their hands out. And when they were when we were done putting that in my body, they would throw it in, away in a trash can that said "biohazard chemical waste." So I'm being, I'm having biohazard chemical waste put into my Float body. Flow through your body to kill my good things that are inside my body to destroy the tumor that I had. Right. So it was psychological uh, trauma that occurred as well as physical trauma inside internal, because um, you know it's like. Man, you, you just can't shut it off because you you have chemo brain and you're thinking about: Am I going to live? Is this thing going to work? Is this really even killing the tumor? Right, right. right. So um, my wife, I remember one time being at home and saying, "I'm I'm I have anxiety. I can't I can't stay still. I need help." So my wife says, "Why don't you uh, try meditation?" So I got this um, these meditation tapes with um, Deepak Chopra, mm-hmm. and I couldn't handle it. I took it off. Then I turn on the TV and I see ESPN. And the first person I see is Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott, Scott. Wow. yeah, at the Espies. right? And he's speaking about his battle, and he brings his daughters up. Then I and and it spoke to me. Then after that, I kept it on ESPN, and then I saw the Jim Kelly special about him battling cancer. Then I saw Thirty for Thirty with with Jimmy Valvano, Jimmy V, about his foundation. Yes. Then I started watching like Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. So it's like all these things just start talking to you. All these things started talking to me to keep my mind, to take my mind away from what I was actually going through. Right. And it was like comforting. Sports was comforting. These gridiron warriors that were going through their battle with cancer were speaking to me. And I was like, this is bigger than any frequency of music, any video has ever spoken to me. Because now I was like, how do I keep myself... Composed through this trauma that I'm experiencing, which is chemotherapy, and I got so into football, I got so into basketball, so into boxing, MMA. I just started really tapping into sports. I was never really heavy into sports, but then because of this, sports helped me through my recovery. Because you're watching Warriors. I'm watching Warriors. Yeah. But but more than that, I'm watching human beings. Yeah. Who are telling their, giving their testimony about how we're not immortal.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Just because we make money or we're we're like our careers are, are based on, you know, a glamorous lifestyle, whatever the misconception that people may have about artists or celebrities, we all die, we all we all get diseases, we all come full circle. And I needed to hear that from somebody else that there, that I wasn't alone because mm-hmm. that's what I needed. I needed comfort, right? Not from a family member, not from a, a friend someone
1: who's going you know. through it or has gone, yeah, has gone Firsthand. through it, yeah. First hand,
2: yeah, yeah. you are in the trenches with me. You are a cancer. You are a cancer just like I am. Right. So then I went into my third round of chemo. After that, I was so dedicated to to was each punch. round more intense, yes. intense, yeah. Yeah, it was just cumulative. It was to the point where once the third round came in, I needed to find something else to tap into. So, as a student of dance, as a student of, of MCN or hip hop culture, I needed to tap into my roots. So, I started watching old footage of the Nicholas Brothers, the Barry Brothers. Yes. I started watching old scheme team uh, videos and watching Soul Brothers. When they were on on Pump It Up, on um, Pump It. What is it called? Pump It Up was pump, pump It Up, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, With D. Barnes. Yes. And and watching uh, you know, the rap mania with all the old school heads like Steezo and all these influential um uh dancers and tastemakers at the time that I grew up, um, they took me away from that feeling of like, I could get back on that stage. <laughs> right. I will get back on that stage. Right. This thing is not gonna take me up. Bob Fosse. Absolutely, Sammy Davis Jr., Sandman from from Apollo. Absolutely. Watching the, the yeah. Gregory Hines, Gregory Hines. watching these cats express themselves and letting me know that that I could make make it happen. I could I could beat this disease and I could get back on that stage. But most of all, I could be the warrior and find that inner spirit within myself to beat this. And to be back on that dance floor, oh, wow. be back on that stage. And actually, at that time period through my third round. What, what what was the time frame
1: from your first round to your third round? How much time had elapsed?
2: Um, So that was uh, three. Uh, that was my second month. I had three months. Okay. That was my second month that I was going into that. And that second month is when I started writing down. After watching those videos, I started writing down words. Don't let it pass you by. Appreciate this moment. I remember the doctors just telling me when I had when I had cancer. I thought about what if this is my last day. So I I wrote these words down because I had chemo brain, and I wanted to to get that messaging to my team because I have a team production team writers that that are part of my stable that you know I'm, I go to them right. for inspiration. So we. I remember sending it to Carlina Covington, who, who comes out with melodies for me, like hooks, right? And I said, put this together and find a hook. We need something special to tell my story, because that's the frequency that I that I tap into is through music and through expression, inspiration. And I wanted to put my experience on on what I you know my my biggest outlet, right? Creating music in mm-hmm. the studio. So um, I remember going to the studio, and I was just chemoed out. Didn't want to be there, but, you know, I found the found the courage to create a song called The Fight. And it was about my experience, but also it was speaking on on anybody's fight. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be cancer. It could be, you know, an experience that you have with a, a, a relationship or, you know, baby, mom, whatever it is. Just life itself. Life itself. The yeah. fight. Finding the inner warrior within yourself to fight the fight. And... Um, you know, people always ask me, like, how come you didn't come out and, and say anything after you did uh, chemo? I wanted to heal first. Right. I needed to heal myself first before I even came out and, and told the world or said anything. Plus, I wanted to keep it between me and my family. Right. Because, you know, I look at it like this is something that that is uh, beyond music and beyond entertainment. This Absolutely. This is human beings. Being human beings and 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 you need that process to heal. I heard Tracy Morgan say the same thing right. on, on um Breakfast Club.
1: Yeah, that's what he said after that. you know, how come you know folks didn't know how severe yeah. his accident was. And he said, because and this was like testament to his wife, like, no, no, I don't want anybody to know because he needs that time to heal. Yeah.
2: You know, and, and I needed that time to really understand. how I could use my platform at the time
1: that you were not after going through that. And now throughout the healing process, did you always, were you thinking like, I'm going to share this with people and, and I, I want to be their inspiration or what, what was there a defining moment that, that led you to like, you know what, I'm going to tell this story. What were you
2: ever struggling with telling it? Um, well, the reality is, is that at the time I, I was, I was moved by Fife because I had worked with Fife. And when he told me his situation and I told him about my experience, that was, that was a friend that I shared my experience with prior to me, you know, kind of telling the world. And he said, you know what? Um, I feel a certain way about, you know, being sick and and being known as, as this, this person that's sick right and I don't you know I, I'm trying to fight through this and, and he was going to get a um, his wife was going to give him another um, kidney I remember him telling me that and I, I thought to myself like I want to do something bigger than just tweeting something out on Instagram right out. how can I use my platform we 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 speak to over 70 million people through our music our frequency how can I channel that, that gift and that blessing, to be able to help millions of people through the same fight that I went through? So I went through, um, through kind of uh, through being in the trenches with the American Cancer Society, visiting different hospitals, learning about vaccines, going to laboratories, going to the Grady Hospital in Atlanta, meeting people. And becoming well versed on what cancer was all about. about,
1: right, right. So you can speak intelligently about it. So I can speak
2: intelligent it. and know exactly, like you know, uh, from experience, right. Um, what I was talking about, because I lived it, but also I'm a survivor. But also, I want to be well astute. I, I want to be well versed on that, right. And make sure that, you know, I know about the Hope Lodge and I know about NCIC, which is a 24-hour hotline that gives people the opportunity to. If you have um, um, worries or concerns or, or questions, they could answer any question and they do it in English and Spanish.
1: Nice. Okay.
2: So, um, you know, if, if you don't have insurance, they'll give you facilities where you could go get chemotherapy without insurance.
1: That's information that folks need to know. Absolutely. You know, these
2: are the things that I wasn't aware of, but because I was in the trenches doing this prior to me talking about my experience. Right. I wanted to become family with the American Cancer Society and that's how we built our relationship is uh, is through a, an organic approach to being in the trenches without saying to people hey I'm a survivor too I was more like I, I, I just want to be of service and then eventually we came up with um, we came up with a way to be able to tell my story but also to for me to be an advocate and an ambassador of the American Cancer Society Nice. So now I'm part of the global team that will go and speak on behalf of the American Cancer Society and talk about prevention to the youth and talk about ways that you know we, we could we could inspire and 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 educate. A lot of times you get doctors coming to to high schools or to to middle schools and they're talking about prevention or talking about you know nutrition or or healthy living goes in one of your right because it's not relatable. It's not relatable. You have yeah, doctors telling you about. You know the medical terminology In science You're gonna be like Boring You gotta
1: break it down For me in, in the terms That I That folks can understand it
2: You get a person That's part of pop culture Yes Or, or speaks the language Or comes from an inner city Or is able to speak Their language They re, It's more relatable Yes I was able to give That same messaging To high schools To kids To elders To people that are You know That are well Well versed on Medical terminology But from my experience Yes and that's why I chose to do it with the American Cancer Society is because it's important for me to get the message out and it's important for me to help millions of people. This is bigger than entertainment. Absolutely. Music, this, Absolutely. Is, this is me, you know, my new purpose. Music will always be my frequency and be my platform. Always. Because we have, you know, a new Black Eyed album coming and all the stuff that we're doing. But if I could help people and 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 show people that we don't curl up when we were hit with with uh, obstacles or, or trials or tribulations, right? We stand up and fight, right? No matter what it is, we're warriors. We're gonna go out there and with, swing. That's right. Go out swinging because That's we're right. not gonna let anything stand in our way from life and living.
1: Wow. AM caffeine morning show. God,
2: damn, <laughs> man. man.
1: Taboo black eyed peas with this incredible and inspirational story and testimony. Now, how can folks, they want to get more information and find out the stuff that you're involved in with the American Cancer Society. How can folks do that?
2: So uh, Go to cancer.org. We have the uh, song, The Fight, um, which uh, I, I donated to the American Cancer Society to help in the fight against cancer. So all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds from that song go to help people in the fight. Nice. I didn't, you know, I didn't create the song because I I felt like, oh, this is a way to come up. This was more like an experience that I went through and I wanted to donate it to a cause that will help and benefit people and be of service. That's a, that's a, a, a theme that I want people to know is I want to be of service because I mean I overcame drugs and alcoholism in 2007. So I've been sober for 10 years. Nice. And I thought I thought that was the fight. I right, thought oh right. man, I made I, it. I made it. <laughs> you know and you're you're in the music industry there's drinks that you know and, and right. it's cool it's, right. it's part right. of it's our part thing. of the culture. It's part of the culture and yeah. I I I'm never ever the type to like be like party pooper. But for <laughs> me I didn't know how to handle it. Right. It, it was just excessive and I just went crazy, right? So by the grace of God, I, I overcame I, that. I overcame that. I thought that was my my fight, but then I brought that upon myself. Uh huh. But this cancer situation was was something that was out of my control. So now I want to use everything in my power to be able to spread that message. And if it's if it's creating uh, music as a frequency and as as a as a, a way to to help with the proceeds going to the American Cancer Societies to help people that are in the fight. Let's do it. So, cancer.org. Yes. Or you could um, go on my Twitter, uh, which is tab, B-E-P, T-A-B-B-E-P. Instagram is official taboo. Um, or at American Cancer Society uh, is the Instagram and um, Twitter is at American Cancer. So, please, I mean, any donation or any support goes a long way. You know, we we just appreciate people spreading the message and letting letting the world know that You're not alone. That's the biggest message is we're not alone in this fight.
1: A.M. Caffey, morning show taboo. I really appreciate you coming and telling us your story and your testimony. And I, I, you know, my my mother um, overcame cancer. Uh, I think she's been cancer free a year, a year and a half. Amazing. And the things that folks have to deal with (laughs) to get that poison out of their body is incredible and like you said i don't know a stronger person than a cancer survivor someone going through it because the things that they have to overcome is incredible so thank you taboo i I want to say one more thing doc i want to say thank you
2: um for being there uh for so many years as as an influencer but also as a person that that we've known for so many years yes and to come full circle and, and actually be in your presence be in the presence of the homie Raz. Raz Kaz, Kaz has been Raz sitting in, has been, uh, very quiet,
1: but <laughs> sitting here letting Taboo tell his story. But really dope for Raz Kaz to hang out with us. Yeah, together. Raz, is,
2: is, Yo, Raz is a big inspiration. He's he's a legend. Uh, he's um, a person that we came up with. And we got nothing but love and, and appreciation for him as an Absolutely. artist. Absolutely. But also for as a person. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys a little bit of, about... Um, the miracle that occurred after my last chemo run. Yes. The doctor told me I wasn't going to be able to have no more kids. Me and my wife, uh, we we tried um, going to a uh, uh, HRC, which is the uh, fertility doctor. Yes. And, um, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't for us. Um, We, we felt like if it was meant to be, it would happen naturally. And by the grace of God, we, we had our baby, uh, Nine months ago. yeah, Baby Jet Juliana. What's her name? Her name is Jet Juliana.
1: That just goes to show you, man, the power of Jesus, man, and and God. And folks don't like, you know, they don't want to get religious and all that, but there is a higher power than, than man. There is a higher power than man. And... Oh, beautiful family, man. It doesn't matter what a doctor says. If it's the will of the higher power, that's what's going to happen. So this was meant, meant for to you to happen. Yeah, man. You know, it, it's hard to, to look back at what you've overcome, but you overcame that for a reason. Yep. To to tell you, to, to help other folks, to yes. tell your testimony. And without that, who knows if you would have had this right. beautiful daughter. No doubt. AM caffeine morning show. My goodness, taboo smoothie. This show ain't no punk dog. No, A. Cafe. this show ain't no hey, punk right here. This player. will wake you up way. Wake your ass up, <laughs> coffee baby. AM caffeine morning show. Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas once again. Thank you so much. Follow him and 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 not just the journey that he's overcame, but the journey that he's now on, which is. Helping people, helping spread the word. Taboo, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Cancer.org, the
2: song is called The Fight. It's on iTunes.com. I mean, it's on iTunes. It's on uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Please support. All the donations go to the American Cancer Society. 100% of it
1: go. 100% and it
2: helps in the fight against cancer. If you know someone, have a loved one. Please support and please, please spread love and positivity.
1: A.M. Caffeine morning show. This ain't like the Sally Struthers, how you giving me. You don't know where that money goes. This is going 100%. It's going to it. A.M. Caffeine morning show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. Such a monumental day here. Thank you, Taboo. Thank you, you guys enjoy your day. Peace.
2: See you more clear now I'ma take you on with no fear now Most struggles ever brought me down And it's not gonna happen now Cause I'm a warrior, I'm a champion I'm a fighter, I'm not giving in So bring it on, I'm ready for the fight And I'ma survive this Everything gonna right Everything gonna be alright Everything gonna be alright Say, Everything gonna be alright Everything gonna be alright Say, There's so much joy What don't we feel So much pain Oh can we heal it Can we heal it now The fight is never Always alone Short souls celebrate, see the beauty of every day, live the moments that we create, find the love in the empty space, life's a gift, so let's give thanks, appreciate, just don't wait, yeah, just don't wait, come on, just don't wait, uh, come on. There's so much joy, why don't we feel it? Can we heal it now? There's so much pain, oh, can we heal it? Can we heal it now? The fight is never ours alone. Yeah. One life, one love. All you need.